What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode six of season two. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's your boy, sad boy, Bruno. Kurt, ask me why I'm sad. Bruno, why are you sad? No Patriots this week. <sighs> sigh. Deep but it's sigh. okay. It is okay, but it's sad. It is sad. It's sad, but it's also gives us a chance to talk about some other teams. Maybe not as relevant as the Patriots, because who is? No, but, you know, we'll give many. a shine to some other people. I will say this, though. Uh... Because this was the Patriots like kind of bye week now, that means for like the next fifteen weeks, because they're gonna make you the playoffs, uh, we're talking Patriots every week. So is it Patriots forever or Patriots five ever? Five ever. Okay. Okay. Done. Awesome. But yeah, like Bruno said, obviously this episode is gonna be a little bit different in the fact that we're not gonna be breaking down the Patriots game for half of it because there was no Patriots game. There was not a game. Well, you can thank Roger Goodell and his bum ass league for that. Um, I will not thank him. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, don't thank him. Just wear the clown shirts that Barstool <laughs> made. Um, anyways, so yeah, we're gonna get into um, a bunch of the uh, all the other games actually, and um, kind of go break those down. There were some uh, big storylines that came out of Week Five in the NFL, so we're gonna we're gonna hit on all those. And uh, it's currently Tuesday at seven thirty, and. There's a game in progress right now, Bruno. That's never. Ha- I feel weird. We're recording while the game is going on. I mean, should we just watch it while we're talking? We should. I mean, I have Put it, that in the tickler. For I me. have. I have it up. It's just it's <laughs> muted. Fair enough. We're so, professionals. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll do what we, we got to do. Absolutely. So let's start. Let's start from the top, Bruno. Yep. With uh, with Tommy B, and oh boy. and Gronky, hand uh, getting their second loss of the year. Uh, they fall to the Bears twenty to nineteen on Thursday night football. What is your initial takeaway? So my initial takeaway is not that complicated. I was just a bit surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Like uh, the Bears have a good defense. We've always known that. Like that's never like the past, you know, recent three or four years, however long it's been, their defense has always been the story of the Bears. Like the stuff that's been their struggles have been at QB and kicker. Like those are well known. So like I guess it's not shocking from a defensive standpoint. But even still, I mean, you'd think with like I know the Bucks had some offensive injuries, and I know they're you know OJ Howard is out first game without that. I get all that, but I was just surprised at how much of a struggle it seemed to be. Yeah, they don't. The Buccaneers didn't score a touchdown after the first quarter. So uh, you know this, the the Bears have a good defense, but I wouldn't put it in like a, an astronomical category by any means. I, I just feel like. Uh, I feel like my takeaway, Bruno, is the fact that the Buccaneers could be the most undisciplined team in the NFL, which is something different for Tom Brady. Because I mean, I oh god, I don't know. I, I always do this. I say I have a stat, and I'm like, well, I should have really looked it up. Do but you need a filibuster while you look it yeah, up. Yeah, filibuster for half a second. All right, so uh, I have it somewhere. Uh, yeah, Bruno, I don't think you need a filibuster. Okay, that was the shortest filibuster of all time. <laughs> so uh, Tommy Curran retweeted this, but. Uh, Tampa Bay had over 100 yards and penalties in a loss for the second time in Brady's first five weeks of the Buc- in the Buccaneers. That happened three times in his entire career in New England. I was going to say it must have been like so rare that that happened. So I mean, just but that's but I think that's kind of what you get when you go to this uh, this coach who's a little bit as um, a free spirit. Let's call let's call Bruce Arians the and freest, the freest of spirits, and. Uh, I think it's just an adjustment for Tom that he's going to have to make. Um, but you don't that didn't happen when he was with the Patriots. They don't they don't beat themselves in terms of penalties. Yeah, and that, that's a great point in just the fact that there's some things that I'm sure Tom had a great feel for leaving the Patriots. Like he knew what situation he was going to the Bucks with their offensive weapons, right? Like that was something he could see before he got there. He knew kind of like what he had heard about Bruce Arians and how he differed from Coach Belichick. So like that was something he knew. But like all the other stuff, like learning a playbook again. How could he know how that was going to happen? Some yep. of these communication things that we've been seeing, he didn't know that was going to happen. The other parts of the team that he never had to worry about, yeah. not that it's, it's his job to avoid some of these penalties, no, but, still. but just like the, the other parts of switching teams and getting used to like, maybe he was like, oh yeah, like I'm what's going to control everything. So me going to this team will just be success somewhere else. But yep. there's so many more parts of it and you put it, you put it right on the money. He's going to have to get used to that if he's not already about just dealing with that as, as a team in general. Right. And you know, Mike Evans was active, but relatively irrelevant aside from the one touchdown uh only 40 yards receiving pretty much godwin was out again so they're not perfectly healthy but and obviously oj howard's out for the year but i don't know i think the bucks will figure it out it's just they shouldn't have lost that game yeah shouldn't have lost that and also probably the bears shouldn't have won it and i've been on the bears are frauds train since basically week one so it doesn't help my case for the four and one frauds that are the bears nick Foles beat tom brady again though that kind of pissed me off i'm like trying to figure out how to deal with this like 
part of me when I saw those people being like, oh, Nick Foles coming up clutch and beating Tom Brady in a football game. Oh, how are we surprised? Yeah. Like, part of me just wanted to punch my yeah. screen. But then it's like he's not on the Patriots anymore, and it's still trying to, like, unwind. Yeah, it. That's it's like, like I've, I still defend him, but it's it's far less defending than, yeah. I, than I've done in the past. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about it. Brady forgetting what down it was at the end of the game. So weird. What the hell? I, I mean, there's been a lot of conversation about him getting old, right? That's been the yeah. common theme from the Patriots haters and the Brady haters, right? Again, now that he's not on the Patriots, we don't have to pretend he just continuously lives in the fountain of youth anymore. However, that was shocking. However, like, yeah. When uh, have we ever seen that? We have. We've never seen that ever. Yeah. So that was that was crazy. And like, is that a Tampa Bay thing or is that a he, Tom thing? He a hundred percent didn't realize it, right? Like he's yeah. in the post game press conference, they asked him about it, and he was like, "Well, you know, clock was running down. I went for a chunk a chunk play. I probably should have just tried to pick up the first down." I'm like, "Tom, you had no idea what down it was." Yeah, he, he's trying he, to save face. He looked perplexed. Yeah, um, but that, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Did he teach Brian Hoyer how to fuck things up, or was that Brian yeah. Hoyer teaching him? Because yeah, my goodness. and you know what you know what kind of like made me feel weird. Like I'm sure when he got the ball back, or sorry, when Tampa Bay got the ball back, all of his teammates were like, "Hey, this is why we signed yeah. Tom Brady, baby, comeback city." <laughs> yep. And then it's like oh. that must be kind of shocking to be like, "Oh wait, our quarterbacks doing things our old quarterback used to do." Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> maybe hmm. maybe it is just a Tampa Bay thing. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, the Bears moved to four and one. The Bucks dropped to three and two. Uh, next game. Stay in the NFC South, Bruno. The Panthers and the Falcons. This is one of the games that we uh, we made some picks on this this uh, this week, and we both correctly picked the Panthers over the Falcons. Um, I think the biggest thing is Dan Quinn's fired. Yeah, absolutely. That's the story coming out of this game. Him and the GM Dimitrov, whatever his name is, fired. Yep. Long time coming. This had been rumored basically after it started last year when he almost got fired during the season. Yeah. And then after every single game this year, because basically every game has been a disaster for them, considering what they're zero and five. That's how much check, checks notes. Checks, zero and five. Zero and five. Um. So like honestly, like you know, I guess he's going to be remembered for getting them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's that, an optimistic look at it and then crumpling into a tailspin from which he never recovered. He was the he was a coordinator on the Seahawks team that the Patriots beat in the Super awesome Bowl. That. And then he beat them as a head I mean the Patriots beat them as uh when he was the head coach of the Falcons. So I say this a lot, but Bill Belichick broke yep. Dan Quinn. The only thing next in that evolution is for Bill to hire him on the Patriots staff and suddenly he's unbelievable. Oh my god. <laughs> That's part of his That'd master plan. Wait, get him uh take him away from Seattle, hurt Seattle. Bring him to Atlanta helps us, but then now he's fired, wow. and it was it part of circle. the master plan. So we bring him to the it's genius a circle. playing chess. Oh, genius playing checkers. Uh, Todd Gurley played great. Fourteen carries, hundred twenty-one yards. He kind of looks like old Todd Gurley the last couple weeks. Yeah, and whoever comes in next, I think they may have said the interim coach. I don't even remember who it is. Or it's someone from Morris yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. I don't know. Um, that's going to be probably priority number one. Like get him the ball more because it seems like he's yes. been playing well, and like it didn't seem like Dan Quinn was like, oh. Todd Gurley's playing well. Let's give the ball to him. It's been the opposite. Oh, Todd Gurley's playing well. Let's forget about him for the rest yeah. of the game. Matt, so Matt Ryan yeah. wasn't good, and I, th I think it's time to give Teddy Bridgewater a little bit of credit here. He's uh, through for three thirteen, two touchdowns. That's that's good for Teddy, um, and uh, good win for the Panthers. They're, they've won three in a row. Yeah, and to me, this was just a confidence-boosting game. That's why we both picked it, I think. Falcons' secondary was terrible, so I was hoping that we'd see some good a good game out of Teddy, and we did, so... All of a sudden, you know, Christian McCaffrey's out. He might yeah. be coming back either next week or the week after that. But meanwhile, they're just out here winning games. So, you know, the Falcons are floundering. The Saints are inconsistent. We'll kind of talk are about the them Panthers later. Are the Panthers tied for first place? Uh, well, it's the... Yeah. The Saints are 3-2. Yeah. and two, Panthers are 3-2. and two, And the Bucks are 3-2. and two. Yeah. So, then, wide open. Yeah. The Dan Quinless Falcons now. <laughs> Quinless. That was a weird word. Ooh, Quinless and winless. Oh, wow. Nice. Damn. Nice. Big brains. Oh, that's us. <laughs> Um, here's an, here's a surprise. Well, what I consider to be a surprise, but I guess others don't because a lot of people were hot on this. Like you mentioned, the Raiders upset the chiefs 40 to 32. I don't even know what to say. I'm happy, but yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. Part of me is like trying to figure out, is this credit to the Raiders? Is this a kind of letdown game from the chiefs? Or is this just kind of like one of those wonky divisional games? Because, you know, we always have those with the Dolphins and the Jets and the Bills. Like, even mm -hmm. if the Dolphins haven't won a game, they're always going to play us tough, right? I don't know if it's just one of those things because it's like a divisional thing. It's probably somewhere in the middle between all of those. But 
like you said, at the end of the day, I'm ecstatic with the result. I would be so pissed if we just had to go deep in the season with the Chiefs undefeated. Yeah. Blah, 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 I, I think this is two weeks in a row. The Chiefs have looked very susceptible when the Patriots game and then the Raiders game. And, you know, the Raiders won the first two, had dropped two in a row. So it was kind of a get back on track game. And they played great. They really did. John, John Gruden's got some big old balls. He went for it. Um, uh, late in the game, fourth down, could have punted it and given back, given the ball back to Mahomes, and he went for it, and they they picked it up, and really really solid effort. Carr was great, three touchdowns. Henry Ruggs, this is an insane stat line. He only had two receptions, but he had 118 yards receiving. That's that's hard. <laughs> that's that's hard, hard to do, do. and a touchdown. That's yeah, and go about for, go him, for the Raiders. Yeah, and about Ruggs in particular. You know, I was listening to the. Listen to the broadcaster say this, and I saw this kind of in the in our, you know, we talk about our Twitter bubbles. I saw this kind of in the Twitter bubble after the game. Ruggs hasn't really been there a lot so far this year. I think he's just been injured and coming yeah, back from stuff. Right. So him being added to that Raiders offensive weapon list when we are they already had Josh Jacobs who was playing well, and they already have Darren Waller who was playing well, and they have some other receivers who are the Hunter Renfro and some others, right? You add his big playmaking out there and that threat. Like that just diversifies their offense even more, and it's yeah. gonna like it's no coincidence that I have Josh Jacobs on a different fantasy team. Mm-hmm. He hadn't been playing well the last two weeks. It's no coincidence that Ruggs comes back and all of a sudden Jacobs has seventy plus yards and two touchdowns. So right. like that's I think that's just gonna help them overall. Just add another element yeah, to their it offense. Makes it more balanced. Absolutely, absolutely. Anything else from that game, or or you good? Uh, you see Travis Kelsey's tweet after the game. Yeah, what was that about? It was just an, a cry for attention. I hate him. He's just the oh, worst. He is he's such the worst. He's the woat. He was just like, I played so bad. I need to be better. I let my team down. Yeah, like, he goes. This one's on catches me. for a hundred eight yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe he dropped a pass here or there or whatever. But it's like, bro, you just want to. You want everybody to shower you with compliments. Here, I will shower you with nothing. Here's hate. Here's your attention that yeah. you're that you're looking for. Yeah, Bitch. he's he's the, he's such yeah, a pain the in the ass. When I uh, appreciated Gronk more than I do now. He always tried to say he was the best tight end in football, and I was like, "You're simply not." Yeah, Kelsey, you stink. And he's still not now. Cause I'll take George Kittle. Hell yeah, every day of the week, Hell and yeah. twice on Sunday, yep. literally, literally over, <laughs> over him. Um, yeah, he's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Cardinals, they're uh, back on track. Kyler Murray went off. However, he was playing like a like a JV team because it was the Jets. So yeah. let's take it with a grain of salt. I have to say my customary – sorry, Jets fans. No offense, Jets fans. I think I say that every episode, whatever. I, I mean, I kind of mean it. I mean, I, whatever I don't this franchise. It. The report today – so obviously this is less about the game and more about the effects from the game. Saw the report today that they're looking to trade Le'Veon Bell. Yes. Classic. Classic Jets. Like, is that going to fix their issues? Is that the issue? No. The issue is their fucking head coach who's an idiot. Yeah, and they're probably looking for draft picks. So will that help them literally in any way, shape, or form this year? No. Does it matter? Also no. But here's an interesting an interesting uh, tidbit, okay? Fun fact. Field Yates from ESPN tweeted this a little bit ago. He's a good guy. Well, great guy. Le'Veon Bell's last 20-yard carry, 20 yards or more, came on Christmas of 2017. Oh that is God. a long, long time ago. And, and he's making $6 million this year. That's like, he's been bad. Yeah. I mean, you could probably just sign any running back to do the production that Bell's done this year. That That's crazy. Though, what you know what also wouldn't surprise me? He goes to a new team and just immediately is putting up numbers. Like, that wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. I just think that the goddamn... Uh, goddamn jets jets man that's where things go to die yep so i mean good for the this reminded me of the panthers falcons game in the sense that like this was a great confidence building game for the cardinals like you said they they started 2-0 looked great and i think i think they started 2-0 and then they lost two in a row i think that was the same thing um as the raiders like we just talked about and so for them to get back on track get a play play a team doesn't have a win play a team destroy them and get a win great for the cardinals absolutely um DeAndre Hopkins went off again too. Six receptions, 131 yards, a touchdown. He's when he when he kind of balls the way he has been. It's that team's tough, tough to stop. Yeah, and like a coach who actually wants to throw him the ball and like doesn't hmm. call him bad things and you know is nice to him and, um, and not for him and not fired. Yeah, not yeah. fired. So <laughs> is currently with a job. Um, the next game that we're going to touch on the Steelers, Bruno. They're four and zero. They beat the uh, Eagles thirty-eight to twenty-nine. I Miles Sanders went off. He gave everything he could for the Eagles, but it wasn't enough. Thanks to my boy Chase Claypool, the rookie wide receiver out of Notre Dame, he had four touchdown receptions. Four, yeah. 
it's just one of those performances that like i'm sure people looking for waiver help this past week saw that name or you know i'm sure moving forward you're gonna be like oh he had four touchdowns we'll see if it continues but it's just one of those things that you hate yourself for not picking him up or starting him if you had him yeah it's just i was i i have uh a recurring guest on the show chanel uh starling is a huge Steelers. shout out chanel uh huge Steelers fan and you know we razz each other here and there and but i remember texting her during the draft when they signed chase claypool or when they drafted him rather i was like you got a good one and she was like we'll see we'll see he's but he's he's playing really well for them and I know it's like a, a recurring joke on uh, Patriots Twitter, but whoever is the uh, wide receiver scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers, someone give him all the money because he's hit on like every single draft pick that they've had for wide receivers. And by someone give him all the money, you mean the Patriots? Correct. We cannot seem to do that. <laughs> no, Bill Belichick, give him all the money. Yeah, it's crazy how many good receivers they've drafted. Like legitimately Unreal. Crazy. I think Big Ben's looked pretty good. Like, you know, he is what he is, but... I think yeah. this is pretty good. Yeah, and what's like you you said at the very start of this game, you said Pittsburgh low key four zero. The Ravens are four and one. So technically, the Steelers are not even technically, literally by default of not having a loss, they're in first place. So I think that gets yeah. overlooked a little bit when you think of that division because obviously you're thinking of you know the Ravens classic from last year, and then you're thinking Joe Burrow and all this other stuff. But like Steelers just out here, like Big Ben coming back from injury and basically not even missing a beat. Like right. I. It could have been very, you know, before the season, it would have been, uh, you know, no one would have called you crazy for having the take that you could think they'd start slow, right? Right. Well, they're 4 out. So no matter how they got there, they're not starting slow. Correct. And I, 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 another, another loss for an NFC East team outside of the division. Like that division is so goddamn bad. Could you say they're a T word? Yes. They're Tarsh. Tarsh. They're Tarsh. <laughs> I was like, terrible? Yeah. No. Tarsh. We're going to get to it later, obviously, because this is one of the biggest stories from Sunday. But a little sneak peek action with injuries to a different one of the mm. NFC team, which we know we won't spoil. Mm. We'll let you get there on, on our own pace. Yes. The Eagles low-key, even though they are kind of Tarsh, they're 1-3-1 and one in kind of division favorites. <laughs> which is absolutely mind-boggling. Yes. Uh, we're going to stick in that division, Bruno, because we're going to talk about Washington. And they lost 30 to 10 to the Rams. Okay. That is what it is. But the big story from this game is uh, Alex Smith. Yeah. The story is not the game itself. The Rams feasted on an info. Why do I feel like also this is like the fourth game that's 30 to 10? Did I just notice that? Like, why? I feel like 30 to 10, we've had that as a score like eight times. It was the Cardinals and Jets. And I feel like it was something last week, too. I feel like I remember seeing 30 to 10 multiple times. Anyways, because someone, someone, our stats producer that we don't have, go look that up and get back to us. (laughs) Um, you are correct. I think you said maybe in the season preview or I don't know when, I just remember you saying it, it might not even be on a, on an episode. You were just saying that it's going to feel really weird if we get to a point where we see him back in the game. And I think, I that think was, it might've been last week. Yeah, it was last, last week. week. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You said, cause he was one snap away yeah. or something from me. And I didn't know Kyle Allen was there. I thought right. he was, I thought oh, I was just Alex Smith as the backup. Right. I, that was crazy. I I'll let you go. But my, my one takeaway though, is that like, there's all sorts of rumors flying around about Dwayne Haskins, but when Kyle Allen goes out with injury and you go to Alex Smith, who well, almost destroyed his life with that injury over saying. a healthy Dwayne Haskins. Yikes. Dwayne Haskins didn't even dress, did he? Or was he dressed? Oh, know? that's a good I don't even I don't know. I yeah. don't think he even dressed. So he went from the starter to then the number three quarterback. Kyle Allen goes one and Alex Smith bumps up to two. So of course, of course this would happen. Kyle Allen gets hurt relatively early in the game. Right. And then Ron Rivera looks to Alex Smith, and it was – I don't even know what – I don't even know. If I was his family in the stands, I I don't think I – I do not think I would have been able to watch. I was legitimately nervous waiting for him to get hit. He like, got sacked yep. six times. Yeah, Aaron Donald, like, <laughs> feasting, feasted on him. That's like the best player in the, in the NFL from the defensive side of the ball. Sacking a guy who literally almost died from an injury. Literally. Like, we're not exaggerating. Like, he like almost he literally died. almost died. Go yeah. watch that E60. Yeah, dude, that was yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, is, like, well, well, if Kyle Allen's – I don't even know what to say. If Kyle Allen is really hurt, dude, they, they can't, dude. They can't. They well, can't. I will also say, like, I, I know this – so this isn't about this. So, like, kudos for Alex Smith and the journey he's been on and him finally getting back to a game. Kind of looked like poop. Not going to lie to you. Oh, like, simply, from, a, simply, from a football perspective, didn't look good. Yeah, simply not good. Yeah, I, yes, I, he wasn't planning to play necessarily. And, like, yes, it was probably nerves and all this stuff. 
I guess it's it's hard to form conclusions just off of that game. But like like you said, if Kyle Allen is hurt and cannot go this next week, is Alex Smith the starter? <laughs> Dude, he can't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the poor guy walks with a limp on every yeah. single step he takes. Yeah, he is like How a... can you play quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, Tom Brady moves faster than him, which is not saying much. Um, yeesh. I, I do feel like Dwayne Haskins has gotten a raw deal. I really do. I think he hasn't been really put into good situations and uh I'm 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 rooting for him. Hope he does well. I like I've said this a lot. I hope Washington wins the NFC East. It's not saying much or like a game out. So Yeah. Um, I think for Haskins you bring a good point. Also I think what's hurting him now is that like he wasn't drafted by like Rivera not that he hates him or anything, but like he was drafted before Rivera got there, right? So there's yeah. always that thing that's like, oh he's not my guy or Correct. not our guy. So it's going to be very telling to see what happens the rest of the season because, like, if he can use this kind of benching and, like, demotion, if you will, as a chance to, like, look himself in the mirror. Like, there were reports saying that he didn't study hard or watch film enough or he wasn't doing what the coaches wanted or whatever. Yep. It, I don't know if those are true or not, but if they are true, like, if he can kind of reinvent himself and, like, apply himself some more and he eventually earns his way back to being a starter, that this could end up being a good thing, right? Yes. But if you're really just going to cede the starting position to Alex Smith, Dude. No offense to Alex Smith, but just like it's yeah, but like, come the on. injury and yeah. stuff. So it's like it that's that that really is going to say a lot about Haskins. And then I don't even know where you go. For, if you can't beat Alex Smith for a job, who are you beating out? Seriously. So so we will see what happens with that. I um, Update, Bruno. Derek Henry just rushed for a touchdown. That's good for me. Uh, hey, Sam Tarshall, if you're listening, coming into the night, I needed 78 points from him and Josh Allen combined to win. Six on the board plus whatever rushing yards it was, baby. He has uh, six yards rushing. Six point six, baby. Six point six. <laughs> I'm so uh, just real quick fantasy update in my other league, the one not with Bruno. I'm playing with some of my uh, high school buddies, and um, I'm up. I was up by like twenty point four points, uh, and I'm I'm locked in with mine. My buddy had just Derrick Henry, so he's uh he's creeping back. It's one twenty three to one oh eight right Ooh, now. Kurt's feeling a little so, nervous. Ooh. I think I'm getting a little nervy. But uh, but in that game, uh the Titans are up fourteen to seven on Buffalo. So that's a live update. Well, we're well, not even done going through the game, so that's live live update number one. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> this is weird that we're doing this while yeah, the game's on. Yeah. Um I have absolutely nothing to say about the next game. The Ravens pooped on the Bengals twenty seven to three. Yeah, I don't think this is uh, there's much to say about this game. Someone else, maybe Big Cat, was saying this, and it was just spot on. This doesn't tell us anything about the Ravens. We knew they beat the yeah. bad teams, like, yeah. they, and we, and again, the same thing. With the Bengals, like, they probably aren't going to be that competitive with the good teams. So, doesn't say much, to be honest. Uh, I feel bad for Joe Burrow because he just keeps getting hit and taking punishment. And the one thing I will say, there was this clip going around, and this was very interesting. Did you see what happened when he threw that pick, and what happened with AJ Green right after? Dude. AJ Green totally sold out. Yeah. So for those who didn't see the clip, basically, so Joe Burrow kind of overthrew a ball he intended for AJ Green. So first of all, yes, it was overthrown and he probably wouldn't have uh, been able to catch it. Right. AJ Green didn't even make an attempt. He did not jump. He did not put his arms up. He really did. He just like watched it go over him essentially. So like, you know, you want to put a little effort in at least just for like appearances sake. But more importantly, when the, the Ravens player who intercepted the ball started running it the other way, AJ Green like ran next to him and then away from him because we're assuming he just didn't want to tackle him, which yep. is kind of like so, the OG Cam Newton business decision thing. Yeah, which I you know what like I mean? That. That, that was a business decision from AJ Green, and I don't know what that says about him, like or his happiness, or if he's just done. I don't know. Then there was this clip that kind of went viral after the game where he's like talking with a coach on the sideline, and he mouths the words, trade me. Like, it's very, very evident what he said was trade me. So... Perhaps with the trade deadline looming here in a couple of weeks, maybe uh, AJ Green's on the move. Yeah, and what's weird to me though is that like, it, is this not what he expected from this team this year? Like, yes, Joe Burrow is good, and he's going to probably be you know a starter for years to come. But it's still his first season, and he's playing like the Ravens, and it's like, right. what do you think was going to happen this season? I thought I remember him in the off season being like, this is where I want to be. Like, it's time to do a long term deal. Yeah. Maybe that was just posturing because he wanted money in a contract. Probably. But it's just like, bro, what do you think was going to happen? So. I'll take him on the Patriots. I mean, for sure. But yeah, hell yeah, we'll yeah. shoot. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we'll 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 cut. We'll have to monitor what happens there because it would not look good from the Bengals to be like, oh, Joe Burrow, franchise quarterback. Let's trade our franchise wide receiver. So, yeah. So <laughs> we'll I see. hear you. We'll see. Uh, next game, uh, the previously zero and four, but now one and zero without Bill O'Brien. Texans beat the Jaguars thirty to fourteen. 
Um, I'm not going to say who correctly picked this game in our uh, weekly picks, but uh, it wasn't Bruno. I I shot for the moon and I ended up on in the dirt. In the I dirt. don't have anything else to say. I picked the Jaguars. Honestly, I wasn't like iron. There's some games where I'm like, this is for sure going to happen. It's yeah. not like I was like no. counting on the Jaguars to win. I was just kind of hoping for chaos because how funny would it have been if they finally fired Bill O'Brien? They're playing a horrible Jaguars team. They're own for desperately needing a win. How funny would it have been if the Jaguars had won? That's oh, kind of why yeah. I picked them. That being said, you Kurt, you used your brain like your boring old self, and you per- correctly predict who, who wants to be lame and use your their brain for stuff. Obviously, so this overrated, is a game. So overrated. Yeah, not. I don't have much to say about the actual game other than like looking back, you can you can kind of take the viewpoint like, oh, obviously this is gonna happen. Sorry, I didn't want this to happen. Okay, sorry, I just like rooting for fun. Yeah. So whatever. Brandon Cooks went off. Good yeah. to see him kind of go get back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single Texan pretty much took to social media after the game and was like, what a great win, H Town. Like <laughs> that was fun. And I was like, oh, sheesh, yeah. sheesh. He Bill O'Brien totally lost that locker yeah. room. Though, to be honest, though, to like, be fair, he probably still would have won that game if he was there. Probably. So maybe the Texans knew that and were like, okay, before he gets right. a win, let's get right. him out. Yeah, get him out while we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, here was a, I think, I think this was the biggest upset of the week. The Dolphins, 43. The former NFC champion, 49ers, 17. In Jimmy Garoppolo's return. Like it, and in San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco, yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I we knew these Dolphins were frisky. We've been talking about it for a while. That's a great word, yep, frisky. Be brisky, saying frisky. Hey. Um, you and I are both fans of Brian Flores. Obviously, we also have talked ad nauseum about how many Patriots are on the Dolphins. Yes. So, like, we this when you kind of look at it, definitely the biggest upset. I would say that for sure. But having the benefit of hindsight, as I like to say, even my hindsight is twenty twenty. Kurt, it's the this only vision of mine that's twenty twenty. Um, it is kind of nice to see, like, it seems like the culture is changing and they're playing hard and, and yeah, winning. Absolutely. I think the biggest key to their game is just Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just, I, I can't help but feel that, that we've been here before. It yeah. feels like every season when Fitzpatrick is a starter, he has these like three to five weeks where he plays out of his mind. Like he threw, let's pull the stats real quick, but I'm sure he threw for like 300 yards, 350 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Like he, again, it's just, that's just absurd stats from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Cause he, you know, he's been doing this for how long now? And he's, he's a Harvard guy. If, yeah. If Harvard you didn't guy. Know. So he's, yeah. He is smart. Big brain. I can, uh, fellow respect to my fellow big brainer. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I'm also at the same time kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. But, oh, it's going to drop. Like you said, for right now, like, let's be impressed with this win, especially when you compare how Fitzpatrick played to, like you said, your our, our former boy, Jimmy G, coming back and looking like a doo-doo. Bruno, I'm going to pose a question to you. Pose it. Pose a question for you. James Posey. Shout out. Shout 2008 out. Wow. Celtics. Not the 2020 Lakers. No. Um, is it time that Jimmy Garoppolo might have to look to sell his house in San Francisco? Because um, oh. I don't think it's looking too good there. Well, not to add any fuel to that fire, my dear Kurtai. Please but pour I'm gasoline. Fairly, all over it. oh, let's just let's get it all in the open. I'm fairly positive that he did sign that big contract, but I remember seeing reports at the time being like, you know, it was for five years, 158 million or something like that. But I remember seeing there was like an opt out after two or after three or something like that, where they could cut him and essentially yep. like there'd be dead money. I'm not saying if that's this year, then uh, eyes emojis. But I'm also at the same time saying eyes emojis because the way he looked yesterday. I mean, at least they can say, like like you said, he was returning from injury, right? So at least you can kind of be like he's still injured. But he, he did not look good. I don't think I realized how much money he's making. What is it? Also, I went to type in Jimmy Garoppolo contract. And I wrote Handsome. Jimmy Garoppolo. And the oh. first thing that came up was Jawline. porn star. Oh, because <laughs> oh, he, he went on a date with one. Yes. <laughs> People forget. And I was like, whoa. Um so he is his cap hit in 2020 is 26.6 million dollars. Sheesh. Wait, can you find that? Was it 158 million? I want to see if my brain is just ginormous. It, he signed a five-year 137. Damn it. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. But uh, so he has two more years on his deal after this one. He's due the same amount next year, and then 27 million in 2022. Does it say if there's like a? I thought there was like a team option where they could cut him for no like money or something. Does I it say? Don't see. Okay, that. So unconfirmed. I don't see that. Okay, we'll we'll find that out for a few. Hey, stats guy that we don't have, figure that out for the Come next on episode. Now. Come on. Yep. Uh, but I, yeah, you're back well, to your point though. Okay. Oh, sorry. We're, we're, no. Yeah, what direction no, were you going? Were we going in two directions or one direction? I think we are going in two directions, but let's get back on. We'll go in the HOV lane. 
because we're two people. <laughs> two people. Okay. I my last point about the whole thing was just that I feel as if you're gonna laugh at me. I love doing that. I'm gonna come out right now. First and foremost, I've said this. I want Cam Newton to be on the Patriots next oh, year. Oh God, I already know what this is gonna be. <laughs> if Cam Newton decides to play elsewhere, which he he would deserve that right if he if he wants to go make that money, if he keeps playing like he has played. And Jimmy Garoppolo, Bill Belichick's sweet prince, oh is God. just sitting there. You know Bill is going to like scoop him up. He's going to be like that like, like cat in Shrek with the eyes. Oh, my God. What's that, Puss in Boots? Yeah, yeah. He's just staring like with the, the, the glassy eye look. And Bill Belichick would be like, come come home. <laughs> you know what would happen. You know what would happen. Yeah, that would be crazy. Uh, basically, I don't want that for the record. I, I don't want that. Bill Belichick as Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Shout out if you know, you know. Uh, oh, you don't. I Y K Y K. No, I don't want. Oh, Jimmy I thought you were home. leading to that's what you. No, were for. I don't. Oh, but I think oh, Belichick oh. would be like, "Come home." Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, so that's interesting. So I once you started talking, I knew the direction you're going. Yeah, I just said, didn't oh, know which God. exit you were taking. So, oh, I took exit sixty nine. Yeah. Oh, six nine four twenty. Hashtag blaze it for Jimmy Garoppolo's porn star. <laughs> Fair enough. That, that duly noted. <laughs> um, it would be. I'm kind of with you. Not even, I don't know if it's that much about Jimmy. I mean, at the end of the day, it is. But it's also like we're getting used to and loving this new style of quarterback we're having, which is like mobile, like ha- still has that rocket arm, but like can move in the pocket and run and do all this stuff. Kurt just made a face. I don't know. I, I'm going to stop talking and ask no, Kurt why. I'm just going gasped. to rotate. He just gasped. I'm going to rotate the thing. Watch this stiff arm that Derrick Henry just put on Josh right, Norman. Live watching Derrick Henry. Oh, my God. Just shouldering people off. He just murdered. Sheesh. He just murdered. Josh Norman. Well, hopefully he won't be murdering your fantasy team later today. So we'll tune in for that one. Well, this is this is. I we should do live. Yeah, it's kind li- of fun. Oh wait, this wasn't the right play. I was gonna say Kurt. He like he hit someone with his shoulder. I didn't see a stiff arm in there, but I wasn't gonna correct you live. Okay. Well, I had the thing turned away. Okay. I'm just ready. we're doing this again. Okay. Re- <laughs> rerun. All right. Watching Derrick Henry just got the ball, going left side. Oh no. Oh, get off me, boy! <laughs> oh my god, he threw oh, him out the club like wrong. He threw him out. Wait, that the was club. crazy. Love that. That's, that's insane. Uh, that's big man. So there you go. That was a live, uh, live look at Derek. Wait, what's timestamp? Timestamp of the game? Uh, five minutes and fifty-five sec, fifty-seven seconds to go in the second quarter. Josh Norman's talking shit somehow after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I would not, I would shut my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Go look it up if you haven't. Uh, we're at minute. Yeah, thirty-three in our podcast. So oh, love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, I was just saying. My general point about Jimmy G potentially coming to the Pats, it would be interesting, and I don't like. It would be hard to go from getting pumped about having a Cam type quarterback in New England, where it's like running rocket arm. He is, it's like he can do both, and going back to like a Tom Brady style, where it's just like stay in the pocket. That's all I was saying. Yeah, no, hundred hundred percent. I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo back. I don't. It's wild to me that he's made this much money off of. He literally played four yep. games. Yep. It's like it reminds me, and I don't. I don't know if I want to take this this quantum leap and put him in the same breath as this person, but it's Brock Osweiler. Oh, I was going a different route, but also Brock Osweiler. It's Brock Osweiler. You know who I was just racking my brain to try to remember? Matt Flynn. Remember? Played oh one game God. through like five touchdowns, and then he was just a career backup making yes. millions off that one game. I was like, why is Bruno staring at the ceiling? Because it was like, I, I almost wanted to say Matt LaFleur. I was like, no, that's the coach. I was like, what is this guy's name? I was like, what is he looking at? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's very. Yeah. I mean, Oscar hey, kudos to him. Make securing that bag. I mean, you know, now what's great for Jimmy is that like, what he'll have been paid twenty million for like three seasons in a row. So yeah. he has he has the life changing money. Now he can just try to like play football and not have to worry about getting a big contract because he's set, yeah. So exactly. Friend. So we'll see. Uh, the next game on our list here is uh, the Colts and Browns. Browns now four and one after beating the Colts thirty two twenty three. I really like the Colts. I've said this a lot. They're three and two. I think they have an incredibly talented football team. They're being held back by one thing and one thing only. Not listening to Dan Orlovsky on Twitter. Also true. (laughs) Phillip Rivers. Yep. Like dog shit bad. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. We all were like, hmm, wonder if Phillip Rivers is going to, you know, benefit from a a fresh scenery and going to a new place, going to a new team. We're kind of getting, we're setting ourselves up for the same exact Phil Rivers who every year on the Chargers would start so bad at the start of the season and put his team in too big of a hole to come back and make the playoffs. Now, the Colts have a better record than a lot of those Chargers teams at the start of the year, so it's Correct. not the same thing, but they better hope that if he's going to turn it around, he does it sooner rather than later. Let's chat about this, though. 
This is the Indianapolis Colts team that told Tom Brady no so they could sign Phillip Rivers. Okay, you're a bunch of goddamn morons if you thought Philip Rivers was going to perform at a higher level than Tom Brady. Do you think it was anything just with Peyton? Like, is that why? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe because Josh McDaniels spited him. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, uh, but, like, yeah. you are lying to yourself on every single level if you're if you're trying to say Philip Rivers is better than Tom Brady. Yeah, that's a that's a wild claim to make. I I don't – again, I – I was saying in our picks last week that I didn't necessarily believe oh, the Colts. Oh, shout out you. You got this one correct. Yeah, finally. When I, I right. did not. Um, I think this is kind of what I thought because I did think the Browns are going to win. But it's weird because at the same time, I don't necessarily think that this proves or that this makes me believe that the Colts are bad. I don't necessarily think they're a bad team. I think they're a good team. Like They have a lot of great parts and like a lot to be excited about on their roster. Like, is it fair to say it's just all Phil Rivers? Like, is it just all Phil Rivers? He's been I don't know. so bad, dude. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton looks terrible too. Yeah, he, like, yeah, he has fallen. They're not on the same. Sure, yeah. They're not on the same page. I just. They, but it's like Mo Ali Cox is a great piece. The defense is so good. It's just there's a lot of yeah. really good pieces to that Colts team, and they're just they're not quite what they should be. This might be a dumb question. Is Jacoby Brissett still the backup? Yes. There? Okay. I mean, Come I know on. he kind of struggled a little bit as oh, a full time starter, he got but hurt. like. He's uh, he's decent, so I yeah. wonder how long it'll take before you know they have. To, I mean, well, if they're they, winning, they paid Philip Rivers twenty five million dollars, right? So uh, to sit his ass is like, yeesh. Yeah. Um, I am not a Baker Mayfield fan. I'm not a Baker Mayfield uh, believer. I don't think he's that good. He he's he's been very sufficient for the Browns. He hasn't made the mistakes that he's made in the past. So if he keeps playing at this level. Are the Browns a hashtag uh, playoff team? Well, thank you for bringing that up, Kurt, because this past week, again, I wasn't very, I wasn't too surprised at what we saw from the Browns this week. However, next week, they're playing the Steelers. Ooh. I don't necessarily say if they don't win, they're not a contender, but they're going to need to, like, he can't just basically shit the bed again. Like, it, no. you can't have these, this stretch he's have and, like, look like he's getting back to that, that talented level that he can play at. He needs to at least, even if they don't win, he needs to at least show up and the Browns need to be a, a, put up a fight in this game against the Steelers. If they win, here we are. I mean, that they've arrived, right? Like, they've arrived as a contender. Yes. Um. Again, not like Super Bowl contender, just a contender for a playoff team, you know, in the division, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm I'm excited that the Browns, you know, have a winning record this of this caliber for yeah. the first time in forever and are, like, seemingly trying to put the pieces together. I would be – it. that's going to be one of the better games, hopefully, next week. Yes. It's definitely one that we'll pick next week. Um. Okay. Yep. I knew. Yep. 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 Uh, so the Cowboys escape victory from the Giants, 37-34. Giants dropped to 0-5. Again, that's not the story. Yeah, other than just laughing at the New York teams being horrible, there's nothing else to say from the game. No. And, well, there's well, nothing okay, to say but, from the but, game. Except for this. Yeah, yeah from yeah, the sorry, game, sorry. 100%. No, you're right, because the game was – some. the Giants got up huge again, and then they pissed it away. But Dak Prescott, if anyone – if you saw the play – you're never going to forget it. If you haven't seen it, if you're into the gruesome things, you're going to want to watch it. If you're not, then don't watch it because the poor man snapped his leg. Yeah. Uh, it was a relatively normal looking tackle, in my opinion, like nothing dirty, clean hit. It looked like uh, they went to the ground. It looked like Dak was trying to fix his shoe. And, and then, Tony Robo comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, I think oh, it's just cramps. Well, Kurt, tell them what it actually was. Tony Romo, that's funny you mentioned that Tony Romo did. was like, oh, maybe it's just cramps. The camera goes, zooms in. He goes, never mind. <laughs> um, so, like, what? What, his, what? Do you know what the official injury it, ended up being? It's a compound fracture. I don't. Uh, I don't know what bone it is. I'm not. I don't right, pay right. attention to science, but um, it's not good. His yeah. season is over. He basically like snapped his ankle disgustingly. Yeah, it's like his. It's like his leg was out straight, but his foot was just Yeah. Um, and he like tried to move his yeah it was really bad. It was bad it was really hard to see it reminded me of the Gordon Hayward thing of the yep. Paul George thing yep. of the Alex Smith thing we've seen this injury happen now more frequently than we'd like to and it's shout out the grossest thing I've ever seen Kevin Ware do you remember that oh Louisville my player God that was a random one too which is he just jumped he just for jumped. a jump shot and his I'm not even kidding yeah. you his bone was sticking <laughs> out of his leg it well, was that, disgusting they did say that that happened to Dak he just couldn't see it because of the sock oh thank God dude yeah. that shit grosses me out so they the Cowboys 
doctors had to perform emergency surgery in the locker room before he could even be sent to a hospital because I I don't know if it was like a cleaning thing because Alex Smith had such a bad an infection from the dirt. Luckily, the Cowboys play on uh, turf, so that's like a little bit safer, I guess people said. So um, that's good, but you know, I feel terrible for Dak. He was lighting it up. Contract here. He was playing on the tag, so he was about to get paid. And he was dominant. Like, by no stretch of – like, this is an exaggeration. He was dominating this year. His defense was terrible, so he had to put up basically MVP-like numbers every single game. He was doing it. I uh, said this in the last episode. He was on pace to literally throw almost 7,000 yards, which is – Ludicrous. Luda. That's something you literally don't hear in the NFL. That's just a a stupid stuff. That's some stuff. So, uh, obviously, thoughts and prayers to Dak Prescott. The poor man has gone through – such a shitty year. Twenty twenty has been so bad, but like obviously he lost his brother uh, to suicide yep. earlier in the year, yep. and he, he opened know, up about yeah uh, he, mental health as well. Finally, someone I mean he opened up opened up about mental health, and some people gave him shit for it. It's like yeah. you guys are got goddamn it. you guys got it so t- skip yeah skip Bayless from uh, first, shame on you not first up. take what t- undisputed yeah. on more like Fox. Un- unsmart yeah roasted oh got him uh it's just <laughs> yeah, the poor that. guys had a really tough year and you're rooting for him and obviously you want to see him come back and fingers crossed that he does so speaking of that kurt yes or no you have to say yes or no do the cowboys resign him and like what if they do what's the what does it look like no you don't think they do because i think jerry jones is an asshole wow so 100 percent, i believe he's earned every cent he's going to make but I think Jerry Jones will somehow... That would be wild to see him just tear it up on a new team with a long-term deal next year. That would be so Cowboys, like, to have oh that quarterback and then just be like, I'll see you. It's just... <sighs> yeah, not great. So now, I, the, I the do, last... I oh, do think Dak got a little bit greedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, like, 500 in million of, thrown out yeah, in the offseason. Something, like, something ridiculous. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. you're good. But you're not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, come on, though. So Last last point before we move on, because now we're about to move on. Yeah. What do you think about Andy Dalton? Red Rocket. Uh, good thing, I guess, he's there. Yeah. I mean, good thing they overpaid for a backup. I'm just happy he's not, Andy Dalton's on the Patriot. Do, okay, first of all, agreed. That was a that was a hot like week where that was going around. Yeah. Um, I think we both said at the beginning we expect the Eagles to basically be the contenders now. But do we think the Cowboys have any chance yes. of winning? You, yes. Yeah. Because that division is so goddamn bad. I do think they have a chance, yes. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I the. <laughs> Giants are irrelevant, 0-5, Cowboys 2-3. and So we'll see where that goes in that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday, Sunday night football, really great game. Vikings lose by one up in Seattle. Seattle moves to 5-0, and 27-26 uh, victory. Kind of banana, bananas ending to that game. Yeah, and again, I hate to steal everything from Big Cat, but he just said it and it was too perfect. It was just too perfect of a way to describe the Seahawks. The Seahawks just don't know how to play a normal football game. Like every single game, it's like, what is happening with the Seahawks? That's right. <laughs> and they, they usually win them. They didn't Super Bowl 49, yeah. but they did and they're yeah. learning now. This game, everyone was talking about primetime Kirk Cousins because he's known when the lights come on to just wilt. Like he's known to just be absolutely terrible. Maybe the difference this game was that there was no fans or, you know, whatever. That was less, it's yep. like a weird year, but he played well especially at the start and the Vikings looked good for a while, but then in classic Vikings fashion and in classic Seahawks fashion, the Vikings couldn't finish and the Seahawks could. That's just like what it ended up. Yeah. The Seahawks scored 21 points in the third quarter to get back in the game. And that was, that was huge. DK Metcalf came up huge again. So fucking good. Did you see him drop the touchdown though? He did drop the touchdown. And I was like, is that going to come back to haunt him? And then of course, Russell Wilson throws a touchdown right back to him on fourth down. So you know, the the Seahawks almost feel like a team of destiny. They kind of do. I'm not going to lie to you. So we'll see. I think you picked them as your Super Bowl uh, NFC representative. Yeah, I picked, the Chief, yeah. I picked the Chiefs to re- repeat, but I yeah. picked Seattle. Yeah. Um, that looks like a good pick so far. No, you go. I was going to say, do we want to talk about the, the whole controversial thing with the, the going for it? Like, so the Vikings. Yes. I don't Thank know the you. exact details. Thank you. But... Thank you. I also had a stab about this, but yeah, you go. Okay. So basically, while Kurt looks it up, um, to set the scene, it was late in the fourth quarter. I don't know the exact time, but essentially the Vikings were in the red zone. So, you know, within 20 yards of the end zone, I forget the exact yard line. And they had the ball, obviously, fourth and one. And they're up, I think, Kurt, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, maybe we can go back and look at this. I think they're up five. They're up five, yes. And so the decision with fourth and one, or as it usually is, is fourth down, is do you go for it or do you kick a field goal, right? So yes. doing the math, 
kicking a field goal puts you up by eight. So, so you no matter what, can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, even if Russell goes all the way down and scores, which we know he is capable of, they would also, in addition, have to get a two point conversion, but you wouldn't lose off that. Right. So you kick that field goal and you're up eight or obviously you get the fourth and one. And then it's basically like the game is almost ice. The game would have been over. The game you, been you make over. them call more timeouts the and then you over. probably either score and hit a yeah. or kick a field goal. Right. So that's kind of the decision. What they did was they ran it. And again, in their defense, I think Dalvin Cook was out or he was like hurt or something. something so yeah. it was Alexander Mattins in the backup running back in. And on the pictures after, it looked really bad. There was a giant seam or hole on the yeah. right. Didn't see it. He got stuffed on fourth and one, gave the ball back to Russell Wilson, and then they went down and scored. Yeah, so, Russell- like, what's we have the benefit of hindsight. As I said previously, even my hindsight's 2020. What, like, do you agree with going for it? Or I, do you- I would have ran it. I would have went for it. Yeah. Okay. So, you- I. I always have kind of believed that you play not to like you play to win, not to lose. And I feel like literally if you kicked it, you're you're quite literally playing not to lose. Like you couldn't have lost even if the 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 Seahawks went down and scored and got the two point conversion. So from that I get it. But I like the gamble. I like the gamble. The 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 Vikings have struggled this year more than anyone kind of thought. They're they were one and three. Seattle was four and oh. Take a chance, roll the dice, go for a big win like that. Um it, it would have sealed the deal, and uh, I don't blame Zimmer for for I I do see both sides, but I think I would have went for it. I had I he basically said after the game that he had more faith in his team to get one yard than he did. He he thought for sure Russell Wilson would have went down and scored, and he did, and that's what happened. So yeah, and I I'm I'm pretty much with you. I would have I think I would have gone for it as well. I think the other thing to note is just how opposite ends of the spectrum this is on. Obviously, it backfired. Now we're all kind of giving them shit. But if it works, they look like a yeah, genius and absolutely. they win. So it's absolutely. like, you know, it's like it was literally a yard away from looking like a genius decision. I think people like will just look at it and be like, how oh, that was so stupid. But like, you know, it was a yard away from being like they won the game. What so. do you say about football? It's a game of inches. Game of inches, it, baby. That's why you play the game. You play to win the game. And the Seahawks did. They did. They won it against so Pete okay. Carroll was so annoying. Now, I'm, I'm not a big Pete Carroll guy. So yeah, like, he, yeah, he, he, so here's the thing I wanted to find. So we talk about NFL being king, right? How they kind of rule the roost. Sunday night's Vikings-Seahawks game more than doubled the TV rating of the Lakers game six <laughs> clincher in the NBA Finals. So you're telling me that in a down year for football ratings, which apparently it is, that it's going to more than double the NBA championship on a week six week five game uh sunday night football game how is that like i don't i think it's is just the a, nfl that dominant in this in this country yeah and i think it's just a testament that nobody cares about whichever team ended up winning the championship i mean who won i forget i don't even know it doesn't matter uh i think that whoever whichever team won is just irrelevant i think whoever won mvp is irrelevant um, I do think that the player that everyone is talking about on the Lakers, I will say, I've given, given him some shit over the years. Not Rondo. He, oh. Shout out the 2008 Celtics. Given him some shit over the years. Whatever. I've made my case about why he isn't good and stuff. Anthony Davis, yeah. great player. The talk. That's the only thing we're talking about on the Lakers. Yes. Happy for him. Yeah. I don't he think deserves, there's any other story. He lines. deserved his damn respect. Yeah, I think he, Anthony give Davis. him his respect. Give yeah. no one else on the the Lakers respect. Well, I don't Only know who Anthony else Davis. you would respect. Yeah, there's no one. No respect way. is earned, not given. And I'm and Anthony yes. Davis has earned it. Not yes. giving it to anyone else. Yeah, no one else on that team. Maybe yeah. Rondo, but that's it. Maybe. I, have a, I have a soft spot for him. Yeah. Um, do you have another stat or next last game? I do. I have two more stats <laughs> for you, but about the next game. Okay. So moving on, Monday Night Football, the Chargers. Chargers lose to the Saints 30 to 27, but the Chargers have to be the best one and four team of all time. Yeah. And I have to be the best picker of all time, considering I feel like every single time I pick one of these games, you end up coming on top because whatever, you pick the favorite, look at you, you're smart, you pick the whoever wins, blah, 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 whatever. Every time I pick one of these games, it's always like, like <laughs> it comes down to this where it's like, I should, I feel like I'm always saying I should have won that pick. Yeah. And I never do. So should have, would have, could have, whatever. Congrats to Kurt, blah, blah, blah. Super smart. Who cares? We already knew that. Chargers. I was. I will agree with you. We were just talking about how last week Justin Herbert's gone up against Brady and Mahomes, and he's just going up against Murderer's Row because now he goes up against Drew Brees. However, the one thing in common is that he isn't winning any of those. But again, I don't even know how much of that is necessarily on him because for a rookie, he's balling. I think he's. I think he's played so goddamn well, and I think outside of Joe Burrow, I think the Dolphins fucked up by not not drafting him. Yeah. I don't know. We haven't seen Tua, so that's a little bit unfair. But Fair. Justin Herbert. Herbert, Sherbert. I hope you say Hebert for the rest of your life. Justin Sherbert, (laughs) Sherbert, um, he balled again, and he deserved to win the game. Yeah. Here, here's a 
here's a stat. The Chargers have 15 losses over the past two seasons. Okay. Okay. So far, 15 losses. Wait, so they're one for, so they. Seven and nine last year or whatever. Or Not a that, was, that was bad. That yeah, was, sh- that was, sorry, 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 sorry. No more math. Go, 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 go. <laughs> that was poor math <laughs> by me. Anyway, of those 15 losses, <laughs> literally not a math guy. That was funny. <laughs> 13 of them have been by less than six points. Oh my God. Six Oof. or less points. That's brutal. So that's what you call a one score game. And those are one score losses. They, 13 out of 15 losses by that one score. They can't win the close games. That is crazy. And, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, is that going to be Anthony Lynn's kryptonite? Like, is he can't win the big? He can't win a game that's close. Because I I like him. I like what the Chargers are doing. They've had they've dealt with some injury issues and they they compete their asses off. It's just like they can't win the big game. They really should be four and one. The yeah. only real loss they that the team they got beat by was Carolina. Somehow <laughs> they should have beat the Chiefs. They should have beat the Buccaneers. And they yep. should have beat the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. And like it's one of those things where like. You can look at that from both sides. You can look at that and be very encouraged as what you just said. They should have won all those games. Like, it's crazy. They they fight. They never give up. They're in every game. They're winning a lot of these games that they end up losing. That's the positives, right? But the negatives, it's like it. you said 13 of their last 15 losses have been like this. At what point do you just say, stop? This is enough. We need to win these close games. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. But I think Herbert's a real deal. I think he's going to be special. Yeah. And I agree. And then just really quickly on the other side of the ball, I've been saying this. I feel like for like, I feel, I feel like I've said this at least, but the saints, it's like oh. they have the talent, but they're just so wildly inconsistent. It's crazy. Cause like the first half of this game, they just look so bad. And like, yes, the larger takeaway is that they were able to come back and win. Right. Sure. You can say that and that's fair, but it's like for a team that's like expected to be the top of the top of the NFC, it's like, how are we like, yes, you can get away with this against the chargers and maybe some of the other teams they're beating. But like, once you start getting these playoffs and you're playing like the Packers or the Seahawks, like a lot of these other teams, it's like, is that going to fly against or like, or should we just say, we're going to, you know, expect that they can figure it out by then. I don't know. I'm going to say what needs to be said about the saints. Ooh, say it. Now I'm going to preface this by saying that drew Brees has been my second favorite quarterback in the NFL for and the saints uh, are our second favorite. Yeah. Team. Big saints yep. fans. Drew Brees is washed. Drew Brees is what everybody wishes Tom Brady was. You follow? Yeah. He he reminds me of Peyton when Peyton was kind of at the end of his career. Playing with some, some ducks in his Playing with some Yeah, dude. So many like bad spirals and yeah. so on and so forth. Here's – this is a what the fuck stat that I, I literally had to I, – I checked it on three different sources because I thought it was fake. Mm. That's the well, uh, journalism major in Kirk. Because, <laughs> well, ESPN reported it, so I was like, they, oh, they lie. They, they lie. lie. So yeah. I have to go find it if it's actually true. Well, they didn't lie this time. They still lie, but they didn't lie okay, this time. Fair. So I literally I want I wish I was recording your face when I read this stat out loud. Since twenty seventeen, Bruno, how many years ago was that? I'm I'm not doing any math. Don't Three. ask me to do any math. Drew Brees. Thank you for doing that for me. Has only completed one pass that traveled more than 35 yards in the air. I mean, that is not true. Like, there's just literally no way that's true, Kurt. I don't know what to tell you. That, there's no way that could be true. In three seasons, one pass that traveled 35 yards in the air has been completed. I mean, Kurt, again, let me just continue to say this. There's just simply no way that could be true. Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> that's loot. That's... Luda. Luda, it was, dude. I, it's just fucking absurd. And he throws deep balls all the time. Like they so have the, they have receivers. Apparently, at like thirty yards on the field. That's crazy. Yeah, that's actually crazy. Yep. I, uh, I mean, again, that's as clear of an indicator as you want to give of like not being his arm not being what it used to be. Do you? Let me just drop this on you. Is this his last year in New Orleans? Regardless of what happens. Yes. Last yes. year. Yes. yes. You have Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill there. Oh, God, the they're kind of force feeding him. Well, they got of, rid of Bridgewater, meaning that they think – or, sorry, maybe not got rid of. They just didn't re-sign Bridgewater. Who do they have, though? Uh, I Jameis. Like I oh, I forgot about Jameis. Right, yeah, right. so we'll see. But wasn't that a one-year deal, or was that long? I have uh, – I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll Could you see. imagine Jameis going in for Drew Brees? How funny would that be? I do think that he's he's gone. I Gets do. cucked by Brady and then cucks Drew Brees. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be wild, That would huh? be wild. Um, Dan Orlovsky put a – uh, pretty really well last night, my boy. He's responded to you on Twitter before. Let's just throw that out. Twice, Kurt's now. got the clout. Yeah, he said that the Saints forcing 
the use of Taysom Hill right now is like golfing with that one buddy who can th- hit a three-wood really well but sprays his driver all over the place. Tell him to hit three-wood, and here comes a driver along with a double bogey. Bruno, I know you don't speak golf, not but golf. that is such a good equation. Like, I have played at Pinehurst, though. Shout out Brett LeClair. But <laughs> other than that, I'm not a golfer. They guy. literally tried their yes, their Pinehurst, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you won a putting competition there, didn't you? Uh Maybe not one, but did I do extraordinarily well? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so basically, like, he – they're just kind of putting him in – they're, like, putting him on the field and, like, forcing to, him to run the ball, and it's, like, not always working the way it should. It did yeah. score – they did score a touchdown late in the game. Yeah. But uh, it just didn't – it was – it's not as smooth as I feel like it has been in the past. Yeah. It's almost like the hype just reached too high of a level. Like, it, when, it was electric when we first started seeing this from him, and it was awesome, and it was working all the time. But, like, I feel like it just – got built up too big to now it's the point where it's like, okay, let's like actually look at what's happening. Like, it's not just incredible that he just comes into the game. Like he has to be actually getting, getting the job done. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Titans just scored again. Who, 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 uh, Ryan Tannehill rushed uh, for like 10 yards. Don't you have him? No, no. Josh Allen. Sad. So yeah, it's 21 to 10 with 15 seconds to go in the half. Okay. So let's just assume it's 21 to 10 at half. Should we record, record two different reactions depending <laughs> on who wins this game? I'm going to go out and say Buffalo comes back and wins. Think so? Yep. Uh, well, part of my brain is in pick mode where I'm like, let me just pick the opposite of you to make up for it. But this isn't an actual pick. But the other part of me is like, I don't know if I want to say it's the same thing as Kirk because he said it first because then I can say I'm copying him. But then the other part of me does think the Bills are going to win. But then the other part of me thinks because Kirk thinks that he's wrong, so maybe I should take the Titans. Then the other part of me thinks that I have no idea what I'm talking about. But then the other part of me thinks my brain is humongous, so I'm taking the Bills. Well, there we have it. Jesus. There <laughs> Jesus. We have, there we have it. Um, that's it. We've touched on every game, but let's briefly talk about yep. how the Patriots Broncos game, which was supposed to be Sunday at 4:25, got pushed to Monday at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. which then got pushed to this upcoming Sunday at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So the Patriots had a positive test. Byron Cowart, the defensive lineman, tested positive, bringing it to four positive cases. Um, and the NFL, I feel like the NFL had their hand like uh forced kind of because the Patriots kind of sounded like they weren't going to play. Like they were tired of the NFL making decisions. The Patriots were pissed that the NFL made them get on a plane and go to Kansas city in one day and do all that bullshit two days after uh, a positive test for Cam Newton. And uh, they basically, Jason McCourty came out and just fired at the NFL and he had every right to do so. Yep. Um, You know, it's not just the players. They're not in a bubble. It's they're putting their families at risk. They're putting their kids at risk who go to school with other people's kids. It's like, you know, they have a right to be pissed off. And, you know, I know you want to talk about it. They're not the only ones who are pissed off. Who else is pissed off, Bruno? Well, you see, the Broncos players themselves are pissed off. And so let me just put this out there. I'm not necessarily mad at the Broncos for being mad in general, right? I can understand the displeasure, a lot of scheduling changes, you know, in their eyes, they've done nothing wrong. As far as I can tell, the Broncos haven't had many, if any positive tests. So like, I get that, but to be mad at the Patriots for this, there's a, there's needs to be a clear distinction made between teams that have positive tests and the Titans, because it seems like those are the two things that are happening right now. The Titans like willfully and intentionally broke protocols, practiced when they weren't supposed to practice, yep. went to a school, yep. like we're doing all sorts of bad stuff. And as a result, they're, they've like half their organization has been tested. And they're probably going to get absolutely hammered right. by the NFL. I feel like that's not something you can say about any other team, including the Patriots. I know the number is four of a positive test. I get that. Not however, their fault at all. However, it's like we don't – I don't think that from what we've seen from the Patriots, you can say that the Patriots haven't been careful and haven't been doing everything no, they can and not right. – breaking the, or break any rules the patriots have closed down their facility the nfl told them they could stay open belichick closed it he's like no the first and foremost the most important thing here is the, our players health and uh they, he cares about it more than the league so right so again i understand it's an inconvenience however though i, I think it's going to be easier for patriots haters or people who don't like the patriots to be like oh yeah the league did this because of the patriots that's what all these schedule changes happened i think this Patriots stuff was a culmination this was good i think we were coming to this point anyways where we were going to see yeah. massive schedule changes and yeah. they're still talking about like adding an extra bye week for the whole league into the year. they should they an sh- extra week 18 or something that's what like they that. should do yeah. they should push the super bowl so and- this this was coming this was not the patriots are going through some stuff so let's change the whole league that's not and what this is the patriots are probably going through this shit because you you, the NFL, put them on a plane right. to go play a game after a positive case. That's your fault. You put right. them on a plane. So 
the NFL made their bed. It's time to go lion. Yeah. So revenge tour starts this week, double digit victory over the Broncos calling it now, knocking on wood. So if it doesn't happen, don't blame me, but it's going to be a dub. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. Cam, Cam will be back. Oh yeah. I didn't will be back. He, do, do we think Cam is for sure starting? Uh, probably. And Drew Locke will be back for them though. Yeah, I don't care. I know you either. like him, but we're still, yeah, gonna but we're still going to win. Yeah. That's it. That's a wrap. Wow. You know? That was weird. Uh, we ended up, so I'd said it was going to be a quicker episode. We yeah. talked for an hour. God, we're just big talk guys. Big talk guys. But we will catch you next time on on Playing playing the the field. Field. Yeah.